Morning, hoes. Kitty says hello. Before I get to this, let me tell you that Fridays, Fridays on this show, your KC Morning Show, always styled by the homies over at Charlie Hustle, KCMS20. That is your promo code, 20% off in store and slash or online. I mean, conditions are so ideal. Come on, Chuck. KCMS20. On your show today, Stefan Forbes. He is the director of the documentary Hold Your Fire, which you will be able to see Kansas City March 30th over at the Boone Theater as we are opening up the Black Movie Hall of Fame. He will be here. Stefan Forbes screening the film The Longest Hostage Siege in NYPD History. This is a fascinating documentary that honestly we need right now and i don't want to say too much because stefan he preaches for a little bit y'all and i loved it rate review subscribe you gonna do that thing you gonna tell your friends do that thing much appreciated kansas city much appreciated i love you my name's hartzel a good day to be a kansas city we'll see you in the morning bye if there's one thing that i found is as true as the sunrise. It's that I like being on there with hot The KC Morning Show. The crowd, they become angry. Stay out. Don't kill them. The crowd got out of hand. trying their best to uh, keep them out of the area that they have barricaded off. In the meantime, we have got all kinds of missiles being thrown, probably even bricks, but definitely glasses as hundreds of people are running in every which direction. Molotov cocktails, bricks, they push the barricades over, shit's hitting the fan. You might have a massacre on your hands. Americans still on violence and guns. That's, that's our nature. John Wayne, Apollon Cassidy, uh, Cowboys, Indians. It's always, you know, we're a violent country. And we were built on violence. And it's unfortunate. This is a good get for your KC Morning Show, my friends. He is a screenwriter and director, Stefan Forbes. His latest feature documentary, it's called Hold Your Fire. It's going to be featured in the Kansas City International Film Fest. You will be seeing it debuting in KC March 30th. It's going to be at the Boone Theater, the Black Movie Hall of Fame. I'm so excited for this. Our brother, Sean Edwards, we've been talking about this the last few weeks. And this film, this documentary, Stefan, Hold Your Fire, it's incredible. Thank you for being here and, and congratulations, my friend. Oh, I appreciate it, man. 100%. Hello, KC. <laughs> so tell me why in the year of our Lord 2022, you want to make a documentary on the longest hostage siege for the New York Police Department. Why now in this moment was this something you want to dig into? You know, I'll tell you, man, it's like 
sometimes history repeats. I know that's a cliche, but when I found out that after all these killings we've had, after, you know, Michael Brown and, and Brianna and Elijah McLean and, and George and everyone, that since 1973, the NYPD has had a solution, an incredible solution to police violence. It was come up with by this guy, Harvey Schlossberg, a, a beat cop in Brooklyn who had a, a PhD in psychology. And he, he taught the police to talk to people they saw as their enemy, to defuse violence, to de-escalate situations. He had a whole game plan worked out. And this man pretty much got ignored. I mean, when I heard that, it broke my heart. And I realized that we needed to tell his story, this forgotten story in American history, because this violence that has plagued America has been going on for hundreds of years. This could be a solution. And I, I said to myself, you know, this is more than just a thriller, like a dog day afternoon kind of movie. This is actually a movie that our country could need. Like you feature in the documentary, we had never seen this before, especially, you know, what would come out of this. So we have, yeah. we have our protagonist, but let's get some context for that protagonist. Yeah. So these four young black guys, they went into a store to steal some guns. There were people after them. They had tried to get protection from the police, couldn't get any help. They were terrified. They went in there, but they got mistaken by the police for members of the Black Liberation Army who was killing, assassinating cops. You may know that Tupac Shakur's mother was linked up with the BLA for a minute. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like a deep moment of radical American history out of all the violence and the tumult of the 60s. The cops didn't know who was in there, and they responded with extreme force. I mean, this thing is a thriller. They surrounded the store with about a 1,000 cops. They had snipers. They even brought in a tank, and these guys were sitting on an arsenal of weapons, so it did not look good. Um, it, for At any other time in the last 100 years, they would have all been killed. But along comes this Jewish cop, you know, Harvey Schlossberg, who had a degree in psychology and said, wait a minute, I have a crazy idea. Let's talk to them. And people freaked out. That had never been done. They thought he was soft. <laughs> you can't talk to terrorists, you know. But over the course of 47 hours, I can't really tell you the ending because I want everyone to come out and see it. But it was an amazing story of all these miscommunications and and. I'll just say many of them managed to survive this this harrowing, harrowing weekend. How did you get here? Your resume, it's everywhere. And I mean that in the best possible way. You've, you've talked about Thelonious Monk, but also you've talked climate change and environmentalism. And, and now you're, you're digging into this heist, thriller, psychoanalysis piece. I mean, what brought you here? <laughs> you know, that's a good question. And it has a little to do actually with the Ukraine. If you see what's happening right now, Russia is kidnapping people and taking them deep into Russia. We don't even know where these families are going. And that happened to my mom in World War II. She was taken to a work camp near Siberia in the Ural Mountains. It was utterly traumatic. And I lived that trauma a bit as a kid. My parent had been through violence that they'd suffered, like so many families in America. And I always wondered, 
who are the people who know how to solve those situations, who have skills, who can intervene, diffuse and de-escalate? Because oftentimes in America, I mean, this is a country of John Wayne. Mm. And, you know, the lead character in this film, Shuey Brahim, is an incredible man who's been on this incredible spiritual journey. But he came from Brownsville. You know, home of Mike Tyson and Riddick Bowe, the knuckle game, where you had to be a man, you had to man up. And this film, in many ways, is about not just the cops, but the rest of us learning that violence is not the way to solve anything. So it's a deeply personal story for me, and one that I'm really excited to tell is our country comes out of January 6th. (laughs) We're almost ready for a civil war. We don't know how to talk across the cultural and racial divides in America. And it's my hope that this film can help us learn how to do that. We're all looking for, you know, not necessarily a hero, but maybe someone who can help us steer in that direction. I'm curious if you think now having done this, is that you? Are you one of those people or, <laughs> or are you their storyteller? I'm, I'm curious. Yeah, yeah. I'm just the storyteller. Another thing I was really shocked when I made this film is that all we hear about is the, the, the cops with issues and and using violence in the wrong way and the ones who don't have the education and the training i didn't realize there are hostage negotiators all around the country who are like zen masters and we have a couple of those dudes in the film harvey was the original one i mean in in a in an institution like the nypd which is bigger than many militaries national militaries around the world it's a top-down authoritarian power structure, paramilitary. Here's a Jewish pacifist that weighs like 99 pounds teaching them about radical empathy. I was like, what? Let me let me explore this a little. And I realized there's other guys carrying on his legacy. And we need to hear those voices because they have a lot to teach all of us, you know, in our families, with our significant others, even the way that we deal with our children to learn that domination isn't really the way, but communication can yield better results. You know, I think you may have just answered the next thing I was going to take us to, but maybe we can expand on this. This documentary, it it feels like Serpico, but also it is, it's got hope to it. And I don't want to speak for you, but I feel like at the end of this thing, it's about coalition building. Once you get here and sit in this seat, you're going to realize that this is a story of us and we can take this somewhere. Exactly. And I'm, I'm really glad you saw that, you know, the, We have so many problems talking across cultural lines, you know, conservatives talking to liberals, white people talking to black people. That's what this country, you know, we have our troubles, but we're a leader in the world. We we have something to teach everyone because we've come a long way that Europe is just starting to deal with some of these questions. And there are people in this country who are so wise. And Shuey Brahim, he went to prison for 37 years as a cop killer and in our film we learn that there's a pretty good chance neither him or any of his friends fired that bullet yet he went to prison in prison he became an imam he became a spiritual teacher and a mediator between violent men in prison he began leading restorative justice groups and helping through what he'd been through teaching men how to move away from violence and and do deep listening and really atone for for what they've done wrong in their crimes. And the story of Shu Ibrahim's odyssey to now he's a respected 
voice in restorative justice in New York. And he's showing all of us the way, you know, and so, so often we look at people in prison as a burden on society. So people to throw away the key and just lock them up. They're actually one of our greatest resources because these men have wisdom and they can teach and they can come back and teach the rest of us how to cope with the violence that plagues America. So yeah, I think it's a really hopeful film and we have a lot to learn from many different characters. And we're going to get a chance to see all this March 30th at the Boone Theater, the, the resurrected Boone Theater. The whole story is beautiful. We have more stories to tell. Honestly, who would have thought even five, ten years ago that we'd be opening up a Black Movie Hall of Fame in Kansas City? I mean, that's a beautiful sentence, yeah? It's inspiring. It's really inspiring. And it's never too late to retell the story and to give credit to people that built Hollywood, many of whom were African-American and never got the props, never got the respect, and weren't allowed to play roles with the full range of their abilities, and all those who had to fight for everything they got. I agree. I'm so excited to be there at this Hall of Fame and, and even be a tiny part of what you guys are doing in KC. I think people are going to really be watching this around the country. I mean, we're, we're men. We have so many friends who have probably broken up relationships or been violent or just like just estranged from their sons or their dads. We need to have these conversations about manhood and masculinity and violence. And so it, I really believe this, this message can reach your listeners, too. So I'm just deeply grateful that you give us a little shine. Plug your handles, my friend. That's what everybody says now. Plug your handles. Subscribe. Where can folks go to, to dig in more about you? The floor is yours. Yeah, yeah. Holdyourfirefilm.com. They could go to IFC Films. We're rolling out nationwide on May 20th. And we're relying on people to spread the word. You know, this isn't a big Hollywood production. We we did this with a small group of people, Fab Five Freddy, myself. You know, this is a this is a passion project and we need everyone out there to get on Facebook and Twitter and spread the word about this message. And hopefully this could be a little David film going up against the Goliath films. You know, if, if we get people's help, that's the move. We got to throw right. That's right. At Goliath and Kansas city. You'll get a chance to see this May 20th and our showing will be at the Glenwood arts theater. So make sure you check that out. I'm going to go see it at the screening on the 30th. And I, I very much plan on seeing it at Glenwood arts as well. Stefan, this has been beautiful. My friend, I wish we had more time. Can we do this again? Let's do it. I, do I have to make another movie, though? Because this one took seven years, bro. <laughs> How about this? How about this? You, <laughs> you and me, we kick it in KC. We'll tell some stories off that alone. There you go. Sound That sounds easier. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, my friend. Appreciate it. When you're close, I can feel the power. When it's love, I can always attend. Love for me is the